in today's show. Let's look at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are here to look at the waiver wire for Fantasy Basketball Leagues. So let's get into it. The most added players, Jalen Smith at number one. Did not think there'd be a situation this year where I'd be talking about Jalen Smith, a bloke who was picked 10th in the draft, and the Suns declined his third-year rookie option. That's how bad he is. But here we are. He's played much better this season, for sure. Um, And it's obviously giving him value because DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee are both out in COVID protocols, and Frank Kaminsky is injured, and Dario Saric is injured. So there's literally one center on this roster. And not including recently signed Bismack Biombo, who probably gets some minutes today. Now, Smith has been added in this many spots, and it, it is a good ad for sure. But it's mainly because they're playing today. The DeAndre Ayton could return on Tuesday. Like, he could be back for Tuesday's game, and then Smith's value just goes completely in the toilet. So, if you do get to this show, and there is still time for you to add him for today's game, by all means. But I reckon the ship may have sailed. Aiton has been, last time DeAndre Aiton played was the was Christmas. So he has been, it's been over six days now since he's been out with COVID protocols. Maybe you get one more game for Smith on Tuesday against the Pelicans, but by Thursday against the Clippers, yeah, he's going to be back into a reserve role and the value, I think, will be pretty low. Because both, even if you think that Smith plays next to Aiton, which I guess is possible, Crowder will also be back around the same time as Aiton and then that value just dries up pretty quickly. Josh Richardson's a little bit more interesting because there's a bit more staying power there with Richo. His minutes have been up of late. Now, it has helped that Dennis Schroeder has been in the COVID protocols and has missed four straight games. He might return today. It's helped that Jason Tatum is out. We've had 32 and 33 minutes in the last two games from Richo, and the minutes are up. And even before he went into COVID protocols, he'd played over 30 minutes. I think, and this is what I thought actually before the season started, that he should be getting minutes over Schroeder. It made more sense to play him, but that wasn't the case, and he was bad early on. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I don't mind him as a short-term streamer. I'm not convinced he's a 12-team league guy, though. Terrence Ross has been added in a lot of spots. He's back for the Magic, and we know they desperately need players. Anyone who can do anything. And he was shithouse to begin this season, Ross, for sure. But he returns on Sunday, along with Bumba. um, And they'll have no Suggs and no Cole Anthony there. So there's a huge role available for Ross. And he was putting up before he went out for COVID protocols. And he's been out for a long time. He hasn't played since the 15th of December. Um, he was playing big minutes and uh, big production. I, I don't mind him as an ad. Justin Holiday. There is so much happening in Indiana. No Brogdon. Now, no Karis LeVert. No Chris Duarte. Yeah, Justin Holiday thinks a really, really strong ad. He is not going to be able to take on all the ball handling that Karis LeVert did or anything like that, or Brogdon or yeah, anything like that. But the usage goes up. He hits threes. He scores. He, he's going to have to be, I think, a 12-team league option. Kobe White has played three very, very good games in a row, Kobe 
Lonzo Ball's missed five straight. He last played on the 20th of December. Um, got COVID around that Christmas period. Lonzo could be back for Monday's game. And that really puts a pin in Kobe White. Alex Caruso could be back a game or two after that. And that puts a further pin in White. I don't mind adding White just to see... You might get Monday out of him, but the Bulls play Monday and then they don't play again until Friday. So by Friday, I'm expecting Caruso and Lonzo to both be back and Kobe White to be playing 23 minutes off the bench. So you add him for the Monday, see what happens. And then after that, I think he's a drop. Um, back to Orlando, Roderick Hampton's been added in a lot of spots. I guess, again, we no no Cole Anthony, no Suggs. you still got Gary Harris there. You've still got um, the return of Hassani Gravit, if that's going to make any difference to the Magic. There is a chance here for Hampton, who's played you know, 32, 28 and 32 minutes the last three games. These players are slowly filtering back for Orlando, and it is going to reduce Hampton's minutes. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. Uh, this guy is at the moment, though. MC Hamadou Diallo. But as Dwayne Casey said, perhaps somewhat shadily, hey, everyone's out. Somebody has to score. Good one, coach. Good stuff. Yeah, Diallo's played well. Played 50 minutes and took 32 shots last game. And you possibly get Cunningham and Stewart and Hayes and Joseph and Lee and Lyles and Jackson all returning next game. Eventually, you get Kelly Linick at some point and then Jeremy Grant coming back. Now, Diallo was starting for Grant. And he will continue to start for Grant. But he was, in that time frame, outside the top 200. With Cunningham, Stewart, Hayes, everyone being out, Diallo took on a gigantic usage role. He paired that with good efficiency and high steals, and it made his numbers shoot through the roof. So, yes, add him. You shouldn't leave him on the wire. But do not expect. I do not expect. I could be wrong. I am down on this bloke as a player and as a prospect. Others disagree with me. I just don't see it. I think so far I've been proven right up in his whole career. That could change pretty pretty easily, and he showed some flashes. But 32 shots, 50 minutes, none of those things are ever happening again, ever. So be careful. Mason Plumley, yeah. Look, he has been a solid ad. The thing is, though, that PJ Washington Jr. returns today, and that will probably push Plumley back to a smaller role and not a fantasy-relevant role. PJ could be back today. So I don't mind adding him in that scenario, but not long-term. Kyle Guy. I know he had a huge game first up for Miami. Do I expect that to continue? Absolutely not. He played 24 minutes and got red hot. They are still without um, Duncan Robinson now to go with Vincent and Struess. But I'm not pinning my hopes to Kyle Guy being this massive 12-team league guy. Now, I guess the good thing for the Heat, they've got a Sunday-Monday back-to-back. So that gives him some extra value there. But I reckon that might have been just a little bit of a one-off performance from uh, the big fella. Maybe Kyle Guy has been just feasting on built Bars, though. Just getting jacked beyond recognition. Instead of the sugary candy bar treats, which have sometimes 240 calories, he's been getting absolutely lean and shredded by getting the high-protein, low-fat, low-carb, low-sugar, low-calorie built Bars. I wonder what Kyle Guy's favorite built Bar flavor is. He strikes me as a bit of an orange man. I'm cookies and cream all the way. And don't even bother arguing because I've had so many built bars, they'll knock you out straight away. German suplexes onto the footpath. That is how passionate I am about built bar. So why don't you try out built bar? Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you can save 15% off built bar, which is unbelievably, not unbelievably, because it is actually true, the best tasting protein bar ever. Go try them. Stick them straight into your mouth. 
taste the deliciousness, and know that you're doing something healthy. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some droppable players. Again, we'll throw it out there. We have to all the time. You don't have to drop these blokes. You don't have to. You can. If you're looking to create room in a two-for-one deal or to stream someone in or you've got someone coming off injured reserve, which is going to be happening a ton over the next couple of weeks as a lot of these COVID blokes return. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins provided value. The value's done. Drop him. The Duck, Luke Kennard. There was value for him with Paul George out and Reggie Jackson out. And he started to play well. He has now entered COVID protocols. Luke Kennard is not high enough upside to hold through an absence of a week. When he's back from COVID protocols, would I consider adding him? Probably, yeah, I would. But he's not good enough where I go, man, I've got to hold on to Luke Kennard. I have to hold Luke Kennard. He'll have games where he's a top 80 player. He'll have games where he's 180th best player. He's very up and down, and the upside's not high enough to hold through the bullshit. Jordan Poole is back. Clay Thompson will be back soon. I don't think that Gary Payton is a must-hold player. He was, while Wiggins and Poole were out. You can move on now. And then Bogdan Bogdanovic. This is a tougher one. Bogdan is in the health and safety protocols at the moment. He's been bad nearly all season. And we are going to get Herder returning along with Bogdanovic. And Hunter's not far away. And he's going to go back and play, what, 28, 29 minutes? I just don't... Out of everyone that I've spoken about so far, Cousins, Canard, Payton, yeah, Bogdanovic is the best hold out of those guys for sure. But I wouldn't say that he's a must. And that's what I'm trying to get out here. The big avocado, Andre Drummond. See you later, mate. Like, what, what are we doing? Why are we still holding him? Get that garbage out of here! Oh, but if Embiid gets injured, yeah, that's cool. You've got seven other blokes injured at the moment. I just don't think holding Andre Drummond makes any sense in this environment or in any environment. In a daily changes league, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I could be proven wrong on this, but... Alec Berg. The Knicks are still without Kemba Walker, who's got a sore knee, but they're not starting Alec Burks. They're starting Juice McBride. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. Um, Burks' production's been down. He hasn't hit 30 minutes in the last four games. He did have one huge game in that time, but it's all over the shop with him at the moment, um, and I just don't think holding on is the right move. Matisse Thibel, absolutely just a streamer for defensive stats, not a must-hold, and this one is absolutely obvious. The wiki, Chris Boucher. Um, yeah, look, everyone's back. See you later. Will he get 20 minutes? Probably not. And he is rostered. He is... I have never seen a player, and I, two, three years ago, Chris Boucher was a name that I talked about a lot, right? Well, not a lot, but more than should have considering who he was. Like, watch this bloke, G League player. Look at the stats. Permanent numbers are great. If he ever gets that chance, all right? I talked about him a lot. But you know, since then, I've seen him play more, and the stats are still great, but you understand why he can't play those big minutes or consistently, and understanding how he fits in the landscape of the NBA. But I've never seen a bloke that gets frothed over by any people in fantasy basketball. Not not talking fantasy analysts. That's some of it. But just people in fantasy basketball. This bloke is rostered in 80% of leagues. 80. 80. And it will take, oh, just, just wait. Maybe he gets traded. Maybe he plays 30 minutes. I'm just going to hold just in case. Like The amount of frothing that happens over this bloke is unfathomable to me. He's a 29-year-old G League journeyman who has a few flashes in the NBA. I feel crazy at times. Yet, you know what? If he plays 28 minutes a night, he's a guaranteed fantasy player. I know that. And we all know that. But I don't know what the what the hold this guy has on people is. I don't know what it is. Drop him. I don't know. I don't get it. 
Anyway, Malik Beasley. The Wolves are back pretty much now. Um, again, you might get another squeeze, another game out of Bees, but when Russell is back, it's done. And then, um, yeah, I, I think I think he's gone. Hello. Kimber Walker came back. You know, um, I test Twitter was all over it when he came back and played those 40-minute nights and had a 10-10-10 triple-double or whatever. How, how can this bloke be out? What complete bullshit? The NBA just doesn't respect pure hoopers, all that sort of stuff. He came back. He played the, you know, big minutes for four games in a row, and the next two were shit, and now he's out with a sore knee again. I just think... And I said this at the beginning of last season. And then he did prove me wrong at times last season. I said, I think his knees are rooted. I think he's done. And I think he might be. You don't have to drop him. I think he probably can come back and start for this team. But I reckon it's going to be rocky. There's going to be ups and downs in minutes, in roll, in shooting percentages. And I think you're just going to save yourself a headache that if there is someone out there on the waiver wire you want, I think actually just streaming his spot probably does provide more value. I, I added him. This week, he played those big minutes and Derek Rose was out and a bunch of guys were out. I went, all right, I'm adding him. Let's just see where it goes. I'm ready, I'm ready to drop him. Let's, um, let's look at some must roster players. These are guys who are available in, I think, over 40% of leagues at least on one of the platforms. And they shouldn't be. Let's just rattle them off. Kevin Love, Dylan Brooks, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt bar. Josh Hart. Isaiah Hartenstein. I say Hartenstein because he's been upgraded to doubtful, so his return from an ankle injury is close. Serge Barker looks terrible. If it's Zubats, is in health and safety protocols. Hartenstein should get minimum 20 minutes a night, and maybe he gets more. I would be adding him, holding, and let's see what we got. Dan Gafford, still available. Don't know why. Josh Giddy still available. Double, don't know why. Marcus Morris Sr. I don't think the bloke's a very good player. But with everything aligning with Paul George out, he is a must-roster player very easily. And Patrick Beverly, I'll just continue to say Patrick Beverly, he is a must-roster player. Let's look at some upside grabs now. And let's start in Houston because Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood, absolute dickhead behavior from both of those blokes. I know that there are some issues with um, Cousin Kev and mental health and don't you know, we, we take those seriously, of course, but the second time in his career that he has, um, that we know of, you know, thrown something at a staff member, which he did at assistant coach John Lucas, who was supposed to be the bloke who was the Kevin Porter whisperer, who was the guy that got him back on track. So I have, yeah, would, we'll get to it, actually, let's talk Porter first. Do I drop Kevin Porter Jr.? I'm not, but he's not that good. I know some people, man, he just needs to get his head on a street. He's an all-star talent. I don't believe any of that shit for a start. I don't believe that. I don't believe he's that good. I still would hold him. But as I've said multiple times this season, a Porter Green backcourt I don't think works. I don't think it's the future of this team. You've got to just go in on Green here. And I don't know what they're going to do with Kevin Porter. I think a suspension has to come. But yeah, could they just say, well, this guy's just completely fucked. Sorry, kids. Like, we're just going to cut him? or we're going to trade him like Cleveland did for nothing. I don't think it'll get to that. But stuff can happen, man. Josh Christopher's, I think, a really good player. I think can become a really good player, so I like him as a stash. Um, and in the front court, Christian Wood's not good enough to do this. I know that people think that he's this awesome piece and he's this great part of the future. He's 26 years old. He's a free agent in one and a half years. He's a bad defender who puts up numbers on shit teams. Another guy, the NBA career didn't start till he was like 25 because of off-court bullshit. 
That's why he bounced around from the Hornets to the Bucks to the Sixers to the Pistons like on their G League teams. And I probably missed a few in there as well. Not that he couldn't put up numbers, but he was an idiot. And the same shit happens here. Ref- gets benched for breaking a team rule and then gets called out at halftime and refuses to go back into the game. He, he, I have said this all year as well. They should trade him. The future of this team is Jalen Green and it's this bloke. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Alperen Sengun, currently out at the moment. But he's a stash because Wood, Wood should be gone. See you later, Wood. Uh, Sengun, I think, that is only, going to be the only way that Sengun, I think, starts to have 12-10 relevance if Christian Wood is gone. But Christian Wood should be gone. KJ Martin, also, look, I know Jay Sean Tate, people love Jay Sean Tate. There's no point for him on the Rockets. He's, again, 26-year-old, low upside, I believe, second-year player who's wildly inconsistent. KJ's the guy. KJ, Shengun, frontcourt, Green, Christopher. Just these are the guys you should be developing. So he's a stash. BJ Boston's interesting to me. The Clippers are, 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 are free-falling, man. They're getting into the lottery. And... You know, with guys like Kennard now hurt and who knows what happens with Jackson and Batum and all these sort of players. Boston's playing well. He's, it's a long shot to pay off, but there is something there with him. Jackson Hayes, I don't know if it's more of an upside grab or if it's someone to grab right now. I think it's both. Yeah, grab him right now with Valanchunas out. Hayes came off the bench behind Hernan Gomez, but played more minutes for the second straight game. He's an ad for absolutely right now. But also, this Pelicans team's going nowhere. Valanchunas has had injury problems in his career. Um, yeah, what, what's to stop Jackson Hayes, who they invested a top 10 pick in? Foolishly, but they did invest a top 10 pick in. He needs to be getting all of the backup minutes. Billy Hernan Gomez, it's pointless. And then Hayes, maybe there's a chance to, you know, could they do something with with trading Valanchunas? Actually, I'm not, I'm not sure. Can Valanchunas even actually be traded this year? I need to double check that. Um, because you know, Hayes, there is upside there. He can stay, he's starting to hit threes. He can block shots. Um, no, they, they extend, they extended him. Idiots. So they can't trade Valanchunas. Jesus Christ. David Griffin, man. I don't know what you're doing half the time. Um, and then Aaron Wiggins, who again, has got some short-term value. I think he can remain a starter, but I think also I'm banking on some long season, season moving forward, um, improvement for him to be more of a 12-team option. He's probably not quite there yet. But again, when you hear about hitting the rookie wall, just, I'm telling you now, just keep this to yourself. I'm going to whisper it. The rookie wall is bullshit. It's bullshit. The vast majority of players get better as the season goes on. But we always ignore that. We find one rookie who drops off as the season goes on. Go, ah, it's rookie wall, mate. Rookie wall can't get past the rookie wall. The rookie wall is going to get every time, except it doesn't. And Aaron Wiggins will improve as the season goes on. He's fine for now. Shea's out and a bunch of other blokes. Baisley are out. They'll come back and they'll impact Wiggins. I think he can establish himself as a starter. Been very impressed with what he's been doing. Just some other names to talk about now. Um, with Rashawn Holmes in the health and safety protocols, Damian Jones is the backup. He will be the starter, I think. And he's absolutely a 12-team short-term ad. For sure. Faku. Faku Kampazo. Monty Morris is in and out with injuries. The big stiffies in protocols. Austin Rivers shithouse. Bunch of other guys are out. Faku's got 12-team value. I like adding him. Garrett Temple, uh, but with Brandon Ingram out, Garrett Temple can be an ad. Uh, um, I don't know why. 
I don't know why this team would prioritize playing 37-year-old, bad NBA player, top bloke, bad NBA player, Garrett Temple, but they are. And when you are on the court, unless you're Tony Snell, you generally can put up numbers. And that's what Temple's doing. Juice McBride. They're starting him today. I don't know how long that'll last. I don't know how long Kemba's sore knee will last. But Juice, he's interesting enough. I like his steals. I like his potential. Amir Coffey with Nick Batum out. The Farmers Union himself is putting up pretty good numbers. In a 14-team league, I think he's an ad for now. Devin Vassell, you know I love Vassell. It took three bloody injuries for him to start and play good minutes, but he did it, and we saw why I love him. I think at some point, the talent has to win out, and he has to play 30 a night. So grab him, hold him, caress him lovingly, do whatever you need to do. These are some other names who have put up okay numbers recently, but there probably should have been more in the upside grab. But Trey Jones started for DeJounte Murray last game. I thought he looked all right. It's going to take an injury to White or to Murray long-term for him to provide value, but he's pulling up numbers. And then this bloke, Trevor and Queen. Houston Rockets, point guard. Kevin Porter, do know, not know what's happening with him. I don't think, by the way, that this Kevin Porter situation means that they're going to start playing John Wall. Maybe they do. I haven't heard nothing to suggest that'll be the case. But watch for Trevor and Queen. Putting up okay numbers now. And I think at least in deeper leagues, there's maybe something there with him. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on Spotify, you can give five-star reviews now. So go do that. It would be great. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.